Greetings, detective. Welcome to the Murder Mystery Company and our new free service, Calm Mystery. We know that many of you need that calm and centered moment, but meditation isn't necessarily your thing. If you're a mystery lover, a crime fan, and could use a break, you've come to the right place. It sure is a suspenseful world out there, but I have good news for you. In this world, the only suspense will come from the world's best writers. For the next few minutes, we're going to close the door on the outside world. First, find a comfortable chair, sofa, or bed. Take a moment to just relax into that spot. Let your body sink in, slowly releasing the day's tension. Just relax. You've earned this time. You need this time for you. Your body will thank you. Now let's take a moment to clear your mind. I want you to focus on two things. My voice and your breathing. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Let it out slowly through your mouth. Now the same thing, but let's breathe on my count. Three counts in and four counts out. Breathe in one, two, three. Now out one, two, three, four. As we do this, you're going to slowly relax more and be perfectly ready for tonight's dastardly tale. Now again, breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. One more time, breathing out the last bit of stress. Breathe in, one, two, three. Now out, one, two, three, four. Excellent. Tonight's tale of mystery, intrigue, and murder is truly spine-tingling. Welcome to Calm Mystery. This installment, Quarry, by Perry F. Bruns. Read by the author, Part 2. Dragonfly lit out quickly enough to surprise Arrowhead, and indeed left him all but standing still. Soon enough, though, the taller, stronger hunter gave chase almost effortlessly tracking his prey. Dragonfly looked around, surprised that he'd left the bigger man behind so easily. Until he looked above him, Arrowhead had silently taken to the trees. With so little effort, he looked like he'd been born there. He'd not only made up the lost ground, but now controlled the air itself his entire body aching and his lungs on fire. Dragonfly nonetheless sped up. 
Better to live tired than die rested. The woods and brush blurred by him as he ran. He'd worn his best sandals for a reason. At last, the foliage gave way to sand, and then, shortly, to rock. He'd reached the end. Not very many lengths behind him, Arrowhead dropped almost silently from the very last branch of the very last tree, and then simply walked toward the smaller, tired man. Dragonfly did his best to keep running the remaining few paces toward the destination itself. If nothing else, he needed to pretend he had any hope of escape. The stone in the pit had begun turning the village permanent, but Dragonfly felt much more temporary. You call yourself a wise man, boy, Arrowhead said, his unlabored speech giving Dragonfly a pang of jealousy to go with the rest of the aching in his ribcage. Yet you run the wrong way from one who daily catches smarter prey. If you had just run the other way, you could have solved all our problems at once. I might have let you run all the way to another village, where you could use your pretty words to make yourself a new home. You speak wisdom, Dragonfly said, barely able to get the words out. But today you are not acting like a hunter. The hunter stepped toward him, drawing his blade. The sharpened stone gave a dull sheen in the late day sun. I will skin you and dress you for the cook fires, even if there's barely any meat on you. You just can't see it through my loincloth. Don't anger me further, little one. You already face death. Face it quietly. The smaller man recovered slightly, his ragged breath evening out. Keep coming for me and you will see the answer to your threat, he said. You are brave in the face of... The hunter said. His thought interrupted as the pebbles beneath him fell away, gently depositing him at the floor of a deep well. The trap sprung. Dragonfly brushed himself off and smiled down at his prey. A good hunter knows his surroundings, he observed. It had taken almost every moment he had had left to set the trap. He explored and found a small channel, diverting water from a long dormant underground river through the bottom of the well to the rock pit, which had once been a great reservoir. All he had had to do there was secure two old blankets over the openings. But then he had had to make a false well opening and lever the massive capstone in position atop it, and finally use the pulleys, ropes, and buckets left by the builders daily to fill the real well with pebbles. That took time and arduous labor. It was all worth it, though, to see Arrowhead's face as the blankets tore away, letting the pebbles slip out from under him and down to join the rest of the gravel in the pit. He was trapped there as long as Dragonfly needed. The well was too wide and lacked good handholds, and the channel from the pit to the well wouldn't fit even him, much less the broad-shouldered hunter. You heap shame on yourself, trickster, Arrowhead bellowed, his voice echoing up the smooth walls of the well. 
but then you tricked Sunrise as well, so I suppose I shouldn't be surprised. Tricked? Before you say such a thing, Hunt Leader, another voice answered, I wonder if you can find the scent of your other prey. Lilacs. Arrowhead stopped. Sunrise. Some of this was my idea. I didn't know all the details, of course, but we both agreed that we needed to keep you in one place long enough to talk to you before you allowed your actions to speak for you. The short, thin man nodded down at him. The tree wasn't an option. You would have cut your way out of any snare, he said, also keeping his voice audible so the hunter could hear the compliment. So what happens now? asked Arrowhead. I swear not to kill the little wise boy before you pull me up, then disgrace me in front of our people? Or do you just seal me up, let me die, and say I ran away? Never. This was to give us a chance to apologize, Sunrise said. We shamed ourselves. We never meant to embarrass you. Dragonfly sighed. If you truly think revenge would restore your honor, then a slight delay won't change that. But revenge brings regret. Forgiveness brings more honor on the forgiver and the forgiven. Who taught you that? Arrowhead asked. You did, said Dragonfly. Every time a member of the hunt made a clumsy mistake, instead of scolding, you counseled them to do better. You always put our people first, Sunrise said. While you were a great hunter and scout, your respect for our traditions has always been your greatest strength. And for me it hasn't. Not always, Dragonfly added. I might as well still be a boy. I thought with my heart and my loins, instead of with my heart and mind, I thought of myself and not what is right. And I have wronged you. As have I, Sunrise said. So, to start making amends for our misdeeds, we're trusting you to make the decision you feel is best for everyone. You may take revenge, Dragonfly admitted. I'd be useless against you even at my best. Or you can help me make this better by teaching me some common sense to go along with all this wisdom I'm supposed to have. Sunrise continued. Nor do I regret my impulses. Only the way I have acted and the pain I have caused. And you, little fly? I allowed affection to cloud my wisdom, and I am sorry. The hunter raised an eyebrow the one that hadn't been scarred by a bear's paw. What do you propose? Sunrise regarded both the men. I accept your hand, Arrowhead, as we agreed, and we continue to build the village together. Arrowhead looked up at the smaller man. And you? Dragonfly paused suddenly looking as much inward as at the slowly fading light of the sky. I courted Sunrise with all my heart, and she will always have a place there. 
but the job of a wise man is to consider what is right for everyone, not just himself. Sunrise smiled, and this time Dragonfly's heart felt like it was right in his center where it belonged. Dragonfly has apologized. So must I. I make too many decisions with my heart, she said to Arrowhead. Arrowhead looked back up at them, the last of his anger fading from his face, replaced by a look of appraisal. Sometimes the heart says things you can't ignore, he finally said. Both the young wise man and the young elder-in-waiting were of slight of stature, but the quarry's pulleys gave them the strength they needed to rescue the larger hunt leader, especially when they discovered that by bearing some of his weight he could help them in turn by pushing off against the sides of the wall. There was a long silence as they breathed a sigh of relief, and he glared at them and then finally relaxed and sat down hard on a grassy patch. The sun began to set, not heeding his vexation. Finally, Arrowhead said simply, Good trap. His tone held respect, but more, finally, understanding. Do you... Regret our betrothal, he asked Sunrise. Not for a moment. In that, my heart and mind were in agreement. Arrowhead's expression changed to something unfamiliar. The start of a smile. He pondered this. So you would marry me for the good of the village, he said not quite letting it be a statement. It is our way, Sunrise said, and then stopped, tilting her head, her eyes catching the twilight. But it's also mine. We barely know each other, Arrowhead said. Sunrise took his hand and dragonflies, holding them all together. We grew up together, all of us. We know each other well enough. We can grow to know each other better in the fullness of time. I spend a lot of time away on the hunt. I fear I would fail to give you the attention you deserve. None of them had expected the hunter to say this, especially him. Sunrise smiled. You can make up for it when you return. Dragonfly blushed and looked away. Should I give you two some privacy? Arrowhead gave perhaps the first sly smile of his life and stood, helping the other two up. No. Now we head back to tell the others of our triumph. You caught not one, but two would-be lovers who weren't right for sunrise. Then you cleverly led them away from the village where we chased them away, and Sunrise found two better men in their place. Sunrise laughed. Yes, a hunter with great wisdom, and a wise man who can hunt. 
That's the end of Quarry. Join us next time for another story of mystery, mayhem, and murder. Spine-tingling adventure. Toe-curling voices. That's Calm Mystery from American Immersion Theater and the Murder Mystery Company. Thank you for listening to Calm Mystery, a Murder Mystery Company production. To solve your own case with us, visit MurderMysteryZoomParty.com, all one word, and use code CALM, C-A-L-M, for $20 off your own murder mystery party. We have dozens of entertaining detectives. You can even ask for me, Perry, by name. If no one else can help, and if they can find me, maybe I can help you become Detective of the Night. That's MurderMysteryZoomParty.com, all one word, code CALM.